listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show. (laughs) Okay. So, was that Arnold? That was a bit of Arnold, but a lot of just straight up Russian. Oh. I do my Russian accent every once in a while. Yeah, because you used to do that on the radio. Um, yeah. Like calling in for air support. Yeah, I used to get on the radio and talk to their aircraft and do my fake Russian accent just to see if they would say anything. So could you could you give us a breakdown of that real quick? Of my Russian accent, yeah. just like off the top. Like Usually, off. I have to practice. Like okay. I have to, I have to like get into the mode and really think about it before I. It'll probably come out again during this podcast. Before I just start dropping the Russian accent, you cannot just go into it like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I gotta, I gotta stop. I'll turn into an Irish guy in like no time. I know. It'll just morph into some other weird accent. <laughs> so, you guys, this is episode 24 today. No, nope, it's 25. Is it 25? Yeah. I always mess up Don't the Don't skip number. another episode. Everybody be like, where's episode? Are you sure? 19. Yeah. I'm positive. 100%. Because that says episode 25. Oh, maybe it's 26. I'm going to look on our podcast. See, this is what happens. I didn't even look. Okay, September 4th was number 23. Do you guys know what episode this is? This is how prepared this we are It's got to be 26. Today. Oh, my God. Okay. No, whoop, wait. Whoop. Look. It's 20. You're right. I don't know how I did that. Nope. Yep. Okay, it's episode 20-something. Let's go. Oh, you're right. It's episode 26. Okay, it's episode 26. Dear God, <laughs> I should have totally. Left. We're gonna have to cut all this out. <laughs> no, let's leave it. Okay, it's just too funny. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Okay, I don't even know now. I just need to know it's episode twenty six. <laughs> now we're done. Bye. So we're gonna, we're gonna give you guys some update on our carnivore diet, our our journey on eating the animal proteins. How do we feel? Well. Let's get into some of that. We're going to talk... Okay, so we've been... First, let's go back and let's say how long we've been doing this. We started in January, like the 1st of January. Right. So we've been doing this since... I think it was like January 14th or whatever, January whatever. Don't short me two weeks. I... Yeah. So it's been like, what, 10 months now? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's been going pretty awesome. It's been really, really good. It has. So... One thing that we noticed initially, and you can go back and hear this on some of our other, we had other podcasts, but we had like some massive microbiome changes at first, which um, that's code for, we had straight up watery diarrhea for like weeks. Yep. There's no, there's no sugar coating that. Three times a day to the restroom and it was nothing but water. And that was a little disconcerting. I thought something was wrong, but at first I was like, ah, maybe it's just like, you know, my body's not used to this protein. And it got so much better, though, after, (laughs) what, mine lasted for 
like a couple of months. I don't even remember now, but it lasted a long time. I should have been concerned. Uh, it lasted a couple of weeks to the point where I thought, man, maybe this, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, I kind of thought that at first too. And then, um, but after being on this side of it, 10 months uh, on the other side now, I can't even imagine going back because the amount of good digestion that I have now versus to what I've ever had in my entire life is so amazing. Yeah, no digestive issues anymore. It's 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 normal. I mean, very normal. I don't have... I don't even think about it. That's how normal it is. I don't notice digestion happening, right. which is like pretty killer because um, forever, for my whole life, it was always like a... I was uncomfortable after I ate. Mm-hmm. Always uncomfortable. Yeah, so solid digestion, no no issues there. Um, bowel movements are completely normal. They are normal. And one thing is like we say carnivore. Now we have, for a lot of you who have even seen our YouTube channel that we don't have a lot on, um, we do have a video on ketovore, uh, which means that we did add in for a little while some avocado. We added in some berries every now and again and maybe some dark chocolate, some things like that. So it wasn't strict carnivore this whole 10 months. But what I will say is that we're probably back to the strictest carnivore we've been. We still drink coffee. Yep. So we still drink coffee. Um, we have gotten more strict. And reason being is because I noticed that when I am strict, I feel really good. And when I say I feel really good, what I'm pointing uh, more towards is how my body feels, my joints and my muscles. Yeah. For me, it's the skin issues. Like, you know, if you guys listen to... A previous episode when we talked about it, when I first started carnivore, I had like a lot of breakout eczema type skin issues along with the diarrhea and some joint issues where oxalate buildup, like my joint, I had a finger joint that got really big. It was just like any normal person would have stopped. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, man, I don't have any of that. There's no skin issues. If I eat the wrong thing, I know immediately. And if I'm just sticking with like steak, eggs, sausage, bacon, I'm fine. Right. And for me, when we stick to that, my joints feel fine. And I know last week we talked about rest and recovery. So we were kind of in rest and recovery mode about working out. Uh, man, so we started back today. Today is our art. We're back into it, back working out. Ran this morning and felt outstanding. I mean, it just felt so good running. And that is a bonus when you go to a workout that you like to do. Like I, you know, in the past I liked, I, I loved running. I had to take about three years off from running because my joints hurt so bad. I could not endure the pain. And now I went and ran and it felt great. Yeah. I did the same thing today. I ran after you did and I just wanted to keep going, but my, my, my mind was like, you could just keep going. And then I was like, the other side of me was like, you don't want the run to be the only thing you do all week. So <laughs> yeah. don't kill it this first day back. Just like stop in a good place. End on a high note. Right. And well, and that goes to, you know, working out. When you, when you guys are working out, every workout does not have to be the most killer workout you ever had. That's not the point. The point of working out is, is to be healthier, not kill it every single time you do it. I think through this whole journey of ours that I have found – I don't focus on the weight loss. I know a lot of people are coming to eating this way because not only maybe you have health issues, but you might need to lose some weight. 
And I've noticed for me when I've taken the focus off of the weight loss and I focus more on what I want to be and how I want to be better. Like I want to be better at something. And then the weight loss happens as like a side side benefit. Mm-hmm. Like you want to just be better at running or, or biking or, or doing certain types of lifts or workouts opposed to just always focus on I have to work out to lose weight. Yeah, and I think we I think we kind of hit that wall last week where he, we like you said we had killed it, killed it, killed it for about five weeks, and then both of us. I know you talked about it in last week's podcast. You're you know you just kind of like lost your energy and your body was ready to rest. And about the same time, I got that like I had a shoulder thing going on, and it moved from a, like an impingement and a cracking, popping sound to then down into my back of my neck it was like a crick and I couldn't move like I couldn't turn my head or lean my head backwards and it was like a forced rest Mm -hmm. and it really sucked (laughs) so you know nobody wants to rest no I don't I'm not good at the rest part but it was like my body said hey you really overdid it and you didn't take the rest time, so now I'm going to force you into taking the rest time. Yeah. Which is kind of like, we, we talked about rest and recovery and carnivore and fatigue last week. And we kind of want to talk a little bit more today about how to focus on your workouts. Right. What should you be focusing on? And this goes, you know, just like when we talk about diet and everything is bio-individual, your workouts are individual as well. It's very specific to what what you want to do, what your capabilities are, and uh, what you can stick with. Yeah, what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy doing? And, and again, when you start thinking about, I know people want to lose weight, and that's and I'm all for it, and that's great, but if that's your only focus, it, that's going to wear you out. It does, because you'll be disappointed, especially us ladies. Every time we step on the scale, it might be different. And if you work out and you use weights, you're going to be, if you've never done that before, you're going to step on the scale and you might have gained a couple of pounds, mm-hmm. and that can be really upsetting for some people. So when you shift your focus from the weight loss and the number to getting better, then you don't worry about that so much because it's so fluctuating. Mm-hmm. I mean, just water in general that we drink. I mean, you can drink water, retain some water, and weigh three pounds more this afternoon than you do tonight, it, especially females. Right, and 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 it's a lot of it is the same for guys too. If you're if you're working out and you're trying to get better, the timing and when you work out is is can be very important. So I know people are busy and they're like, I only have this much time in the day at this point, so that's when I work out. So I can't adjust that. But for guys, if you lift heavy things in the afternoon, that's when your human growth hormone. Somebody didn't turn their phone I off. I did. It's on silent. That wasn't silent at all. That's the weirdest silent I ever heard. Well, it's Target. Target wants me to know things. That's why. <laughs> so so for guys, you want to focus on uh, lifting when your human growth hormone and testosterone is going to be the highest. So you get the most effect and you don't have to, again, you don't have to kill it every single workout. No, I think that's the, that's the thing that I have to focus on. And my killing it obviously isn't going to be an elite athlete's killing it. Right. <laughs> My killing it is I'm almost 47 and I'm trying to work out hard. So that's my killing it. And and that is relative to each person what your version of killing it is. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm doing that stuff, I have to remember not to to look at people who we're going to talk about this, not to look at people who are 
like 20 years younger than me and killing it. <laughs> I know. It's you can't, so different. You can't go on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever on the internet and look at people who are in their 20s and they're they're showing you all these extremely difficult and crazy hard workouts that they do and and they look like, you know, they look very good. They don't have, you know, have lean bodies and they look great. You can't compare yourself to all those people and there's multiple reasons. Um, one is you're not them. Don't try to be them. Uh, number two is you don't really know what they did to get there. They could have had liposuction. They could have done anything. They could be they could be taking a lot of supplements. They could have had liposuction, which I know a lot of you know people on the internet do to get those abs. They get liposuction because it shows the abs. Right. I don't think any of the elite CrossFit a- athletes are doing that. I think they're just they're literally killing themselves. <laughs> they are like they are. That's their job. When people say I'm working out like it's my job. Like they're actually doing that. They it they is are their job. And and don't compare yourself to them. And that's the point is is we like to watch you know videos online of people working out and just to see what they're doing and and to get ideas for our workouts. But you can't compare. We can't compare ourselves to those people. I can't watch the CrossFit games and go, man, I wanna I wanna be just like that CrossFit guy that's just won the CrossFit games. Well, holy mackerel, I, I can I can't be that. Right. I mean, I can't. I'm no Sarah Sigmund's daughter. You know, whatever. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not no. Icelandic, first of all. No, you're Melody Jesse's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I am a Melody Jesse's daughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so true. But, you know, that's something when somebody first starts doing carnivore, I think the big thing is that you start to feel better and you do want to get out and you do want to start doing things. And if you look at social media... You can get kind of sidetracked by by your your um, I guess your expectations. Right. The expectations get really high, but you have to understand, especially if you're over forty, that this person over here may have been an athlete their entire life, mm-hmm. and so to try to go out and do what that person's doing could end in injury. Right now, it's. <laughs> So we talked to a guy, and talking about physique, we talked to a guy at a conference, uh, Jason Whitlock. Yeah, Jason Whit- Whitrock. Whit- Whitrock. Whitrock. Really nice guy. And he showed up uh, because he was trying to learn about low-carb diets. Yeah. We didn't know he'd already done a bunch of videos talking about low-carb diets that were, weren't very accurate. But he's a He super, learned. He's he learned. good now. He's a really nice guy. But he said <laughs> that he had always looked like that. Like yeah. he'd always had six-pack abs. He'd always had defined muscles. He really didn't have to change anything. So not saying he's a bad guy because he's not. He's a really nice guy. But when you look at people on the internet, he's someone that's always just been that way, and he didn't really have to do a whole lot to get there. Man, genetics sometimes play a role, genetics don't they? Genetics play a role. And and also for a lot of people, for most of us, I would say, that your body does not want to be below 10% body fat. Right. So I was reading some different things online um, this week, and I saw a comment from some uh, a female who was saying, I'm down to the last 10 pounds. I've tried everything. I've done carnivore. I've done this. I've done that. And I can't make this last 10 pounds go away. And when I read that, I thought, how many people get into this and they get down to that last 10, 15 pounds, and they struggle with it. Not only is it really hard for your body to lose that last few pounds of fat because it's a reserve, but sometimes what we want our body to do 
and what our body wants to do are so different. Right. Like our body has a place where it's comfortable, it's it feels protected, it functions perfectly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think, oh, but that's not the number I want on the scale. So I'm going to force it. Or I need to lose that 10 pounds because I see all these models on Instagram that have these abs. I want abs like that. You have to do a lot of extra work to strip that from your stomach because your, your body does not want to be below a certain percentage of body fat. Yeah, it, it will really rage doesn't want you. to show the abs. It, do, it, it doesn't, doesn't want, want to. to. Now, like we said, for some people, that's natural. Like they just, They're just that way, and that's genetics. Hey, if that's you... Great, awesome. Congratulations, you won the genetic lottery. Go out there and play the real lottery. <laughs> but for most of us, I know for me especially, I've never had much of abs. In my entire lifetime, I've really never had any. Right. So, okay, this brings us to a funny thing. So this week... Good, we need something funny. We do need something funny. So I'm going to read this. So we have, like a, we have the YouTube channel that we don't do much with because we're not 15, and, um, <laughs> and we don't want to record ourselves every 10 minutes and put it on the internet. It's just so annoying to do that. Sorry, guys. Um, but this guy or girl, whoever it was, on our ketovore video said, because <laughs> we called it ketovore because we were eating mostly meat. Yep. And like 90, 95% meat and just a little bit of other stuff. Um, Supernova said, I have news for you. If you're not eating all meat, then you're on a keto diet, and apparently it's not working because you're still fat. (laughs) Well, thanks, Supernova. And that's really funny. It's funny when people try to be mean on the internet because you just want to, like, you know, do the, you know, sticks and stones bit. Come on, man. Seriously, you want to call me fat and think that's going to bother me? Beat it. I kill people for a living. You're not going to bother me. No, no, you're not going to. I raised three children at five now. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to affect me. I've, I've seen and heard it all. And, and for Supernova, for your information there, genius, anytime you're eating a diet and you're in nutritional ketosis, that's a ketogenic diet. I don't yeah. care if you're eating 300 grams of carbs or you're eating 10 grams of carbs. Either of those diets, if you're producing ketones, you're on a ketogenic diet. So you can call it whatever you want. So you can call it whatever you want, man. But if, if I'm Michael Phelps and I burn like 10,000 calories a day, I can eat a lot of stuff and I'm ah, probably you still... Use the calorie word. Oh, Stop yeah. that. Okay, we're trying to get away from using the word calories altogether because I do not believe in them. No, we don't believe in calories. They're stupid. Um, they make no sense. So, yeah, exactly what you're saying. If you're Michael Phelps, you're using all that energy a day, you're eating... Uh, a crap ton of carbs and you're still making ketones, well, then you're on a ketogenic diet. You're on a ketogenic diet, whatever that is for you. Exactly. So so you'd stop trying to pigeonhole everybody in certain places. Yeah, you have to find what works for you. Apparently, what works for me is this stricter carnivore Mm -hmm. with a little coffee because coffee. Just just a little bit there. Right. So that's been working for me. And that's kind of our update, how we feel, how, you know, joints... Running, lifting weights, it's all getting better. We feel like we feel like we're reversing our age. I absolutely do. Like I said, I had quit running for about three years because my knees hurt so bad. And now my knees feel so good that I'm going back to, all right, maybe I can lift a little heavier. Like I'm going to put, put a little more pressure on the joints and see how that feels. Right. Well, and I think the cool thing with, with you is how you haven't had that flexibility in your knee mm-hmm. for so long. Right. 
And now you're gaining that flexibility back to be able to squat, to front squat, to to hold, to overhead squat, things like that, that have been kind of out of your range because of just mobility issues mobility. from that knee or injuries. In I the couldn't past. I couldn't straighten my left leg and flex my quad for a solid, I don't know, six or seven years. Yeah. Because when the joint came together, it hurt so bad I couldn't take the pain. And that's why I quit running because I could not move that joint properly. And I just assumed that that was it. I would never run again. My running career was over even though I enjoyed it. And uh, it's not true. I can flex my quad now you know, and really flex it uh, hard. And then I'm getting the uh, range of motion in the back now, being able to um, you know, flex my leg up and try to put my heel... Like do the quad stretch. Quad stretch up to my, or t- towards my butt, where I couldn't do that either for the longest time. Yeah, and I'm, I've witnessed this. It's pretty amazing. Like, I'm surprised by it. I, and I don't know why I'm surprised anymore, because so far, as even a nutritionist, I'm pretty much finding that the carnivore diet does everything. Like, oh, you have an autoimmune disease? Maybe you should go carnivore. Um, you have digestive issues? Maybe you should try carnivore. I'm starting to feel like Georgia Ede, <laughs> Dr. Yeah, right. Georgia Ede. Um, you have this issue? Have you thought about trying carnivore? Yeah. Uh, seriously, it has been hands down the easiest, the most effective, and the most delicious way I've ever eaten and lived. I haven't gotten tired of it yet. I have not. And, and that's one either. of the most pieces of feedback we get from people is they're like, I don't know if I could eat steak every day. Really? Uh, are you yeah. serious? Re- what planet are you from? You wanted to do the Batman Robin slap. Smack! <laughs> yes. You know, and I saw something this morning that was so funny. I always think this is odd how that, you know, we eat animal products and we're so bad. Like some people think that's so bad. I can't believe you're doing that. Either they think it's bad because we're going to have heart disease or they think it's bad because we're horrible people and we torture animals. <laughs> and That was a long time ago. You can't pin <laughs> that on me. <laughs> Better watch out. Those animals are going to come back 60 years later and want to perse- prosecute you. Um, so anyway, so people will, will, you know, there's two trains of thought there. There's probably more. But... I noticed that vegans, which we, which is so weird, that they always want their food, even though they don't want to eat animals, they want their food to look like animal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like... Fake meat. Fake meat that looks just like a hamburger. It tastes just like a hamburger. How do you know it tastes like a hamburger? You, you don't eat meat. You don't eat meat. Who tested it? Now, I'm all about, you know, proper treatment of animals. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to sacrifice my health... And be, I'm never going to eat animals again because some people don't treat animals well. Right. There, you know, I'm, there's probably a vegan out there who beats their dog. I don't know. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But let's. that's like saying that, you know, just because of a way you eat that you do a certain thing and you can't blanket that statement over everybody. There's probably vegans out there who are awesome to all animals, never kill a single bug. And then there's ones who wouldn't, you know, just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're perfect. And just because you're carnivore doesn't mean you torture animals. That's just kind of where I'm going. It's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't assume since I'm a carnivore, I hate animals. I mean, I am very grateful for our relationship with cows. 
Like, I've heard so many people say this before. We made this sacred bond with the cow. We're like, you can't really run. and Like, you can run a little. You're not that fast. You don't have any weapons. <laughs> like, you can't really protect yourself. So we're going we're gonna to take care of you, love you, feed you. And then we're going to have this exchange where you become delicious fermented vegetables for well, us. Here's what I find interesting is if we had never learned to kill and eat animals, we, as a species, we wouldn't be here. You'd be a monkey, maybe. Maybe I'd be a monkey, or maybe I wouldn't be here at all, which I is don't most know. likely. So, so going against uh, the 1.5 million ish years of us consuming fats and proteins and saying we should not do that anymore seems a little suspect. Yeah, like when people, like the article that came out, I think it was NBC put it out this last week that keto is a fad diet. Oh, yeah, total fad. And it was an opinion article. So I'm like, your opinion is that a ketogenic diet based on fats and proteins is a fad diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. This goes in the category of we've gotten so smart we're stupid. Yes. What did you say the other day about agriculture? I thought that was clever. Oh, oh it's Steve made a clever, funny joke. It's oh, <laughs> hilarious about how we, for 1.5 million years, we ate fats and proteins and rose to be the apex predator on the planet only so that we could grow vegetables and then go against everything we ever did and kill ourselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. It's it, it's crazy because, you know, when you're looking at it as like fad, you take like how long have we had processed food? Like since the 1940s, really. We've had canned vegetables. We started really processing food in the 40s yeah. because of World War II. And we have this huge new industry that we created. And now, you know, we look at that and we say, this is what's normal. We don't even pay attention to all the like tens of thousands of years prior to even just that. Mm-hmm. We're not even talking the onset of agriculture. We're talking like way back there, a million years ago, when we decided we were going to start eating fat and protein yep and you know uh what was that lauren we talked about it last week lauren cordain showed it on a football field and that really puts it in perspective that you see where that we're at that very end of the football field in our history and this like one inch space and all of our human history is behind us where we didn't eat these foods that we now consume great quantities of and we wonder why we're sick Mm -hmm. and we call that whole past excuse me a fad diet yeah it makes no sense it's really really funny it's it's crazy it's insane so and and we know what that said you know being the fad diet a a fad a current fad is exercising so when have we ever needed to exercise (laughs) in human history up until like 1970s it started becoming really popular like the jogging suit yeah we have to exercise we've never had to exercise before in human history until you know the last i don't know 100 years or so it seems like that we've actually thought about you know we have to get off our fat butts and go walk around holy crap (laughs) so so can you imagine like let's say like the 1800 you're a farmer and you tell that farmer, after you work all day, we're going to go to the CrossFit gym. We're going to go work out. You we're going to go for flip a run. tires, and you're going to jump over stuff. I've been doing that all day. <laughs> and that's how most people live their lives. They worked all day long. And you're going to pull this sled behind you. Wait, I've been plowing fields all day. I've been doing plowing that fields all day. All day long. I don't need to do that. But people are working out, and I've, I've heard 
a lot of people say that everyone is is overweight and or obese because they're sedentary because they don't do anything. I heard Joe Rogan say that. Well, and I understand. I was sad that I heard Joe Rogan say that. I understand the perception, but if you go to any gym, twenty four hour fitness, LA, Planet Fitness, and you look around. There's a lot of people who are overweight that are trying really hard to lose weight. They are. They're not like just sitting around all day. They're trying to exercise and They're trying to exercise. And most people we know that are, that that we talk to are going down that path. They're trying to exercise. They're trying to eat right. But there's so much confusion about eating right. What is what is the right way of eating? And again, we're we're carnivore, carnivore, keto, however you want to call it. Whatever us. you want to call it. We, we eat meat. We eat nutritious foods. We do not count calories and we depend on our body to absorb those nutrients and heal itself. That's where you're supposed to be. Right. And we've talked about that like a thousand times that the nutrients you absorb, that's like where all the magic happens. So your digestion has to be good, which helps your hormones to work correctly from the proper foods that are nutrient dense. And then the weight loss comes, Mm -hmm. but there's so much confusion out there. You've got to eat this variety of all these fruits and vegetables. And then, oh my gosh, don't forget the healthy whole grains. And (laughs) you know, you need to eat a lot of those. I kind of call them whole grains. What whole are they talking about? Well, you know, they got all this stuff on them that the brand. The, the stuff you can't digest? Yeah, because, yeah, the stuff you can't digest. Right, so eat those whole yeah. undigestible grains. Perfect. Well, it's just amazing because we do have so much confusion. And I think the crazy thing is that when you do start talking about eating a carnivore diet, you get people looking at you like you have lost your freaking mind because mm-hmm. you're just eating meat. You're probably going to die. Um, I don't want to become close to you because then I'll have to grieve your your death because you won't live very long. That's the way people make you feel sometimes. Right. And the, then, you know, you've got people who are eating McDonald's and drinking soda, but they need a study before <laughs> they can change their diet. And I just find that all of a sudden everyone becomes a scientist as soon as you tell them that they don't need to eat carbs. Mm-hmm. Everybody becomes a researcher and a scientist as yep. soon as you tell them they don't need to eat the bun on their burger. So you're okay with feeding your kids cereal for breakfast because cooking breakfast is hard. And then feeding them either mac and cheese or a pizza for dinner, you're okay. Yeah, I used to do that. You know, I did that. I'm sorry to my children that when they were... I, I tried to make it healthy. But, you know, we've all done that. And, and people look at you like, that's normal. Which is so scary because if you flip over the ingre- and read the ingredients on a lot of the packaged foods we have now, if you look at it and you don't know what some of these words mean, you're eating some of the same stuff they use in paint that's in chicken nuggets. There's shellac in chicken nuggets. There's all kinds of gross, crappy things that you would never look at as food, but it's it's considered normal. And now they have like these mannequins in stores that are, you know, overweight <laughs> because we've accepted it. So it's we've, okay. We've gotten, so our diet's getting so bad now our mannequins are fat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it's just that acceptance that this is normal. This is what's happening. We need to make everyone feel okay. And I am for that. I am for loving yourself where you're at. Right. But I'm not for loving yourself where you're at to the point where you give up. You know, where you just say, I don't have to do anything because you're probably not in a great healthy state. Mm-hmm. And I can get in trouble for saying that, but I don't really give a crap. 
Well, the point is a lot of people are trying to get out of it. You know, they're not all just sitting around being sedentary and eating uh, ho-hos and, and Twinkies. That's not what's happening. And, no. And, and doctors assume that a lot. If, if an overweight patient most of the time comes into a doctor's office, they assume that they're lazy and that's why they're overweight. And they're not listening to the doctor's advice because the doctor's nutritional advice is dog shit. Don't listen to doctors, okay? Their nutritional advice sucks. Except for Dr. Kinberry. Except for Dr. Kinberry, <laughs> Dr. Adam Nally. We know a lot of great we doctors. We know a lot of really good ones. But for the most part, doctors have no nutritional uh, education or expertise, so don't listen to them. Um, so do the best you can. When you're, when you're talking about working out and what you're going to do, focus on, like we said before, getting better. Getting better at, if you like to lift, getting better at certain lifts. Uh, if you like to walk, just getting better at being uh, more uh, proactive in taking your walks. Yeah, sometimes it's just that you need to carve out the time. But I, I will say that one thing I learned from my parents is that people make time for what they want to make time for. Mm-hmm. And that's so true when it comes to cooking, when it comes to exercise. And, you know, just spending time with people you love, you make time for the things that you really care about and that you're focused on. And that's, you know, shifting your focus to not that, oh, gosh, I've got to go spend an hour on a treadmill, which is going to do you no good, really. Don't recommend Um, doing that. From, you know, so I can lose five pounds or work off what I ate yesterday. The focus of I'm going to go take a walk because I want to be better. I want to have mental clarity. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, just to shift that focus on I don't care about the weight. I care about the better. The better. And and a lot of that is flexibility and mobility, like we talked earlier, being able to squat. I want to be able to squat all the way down and stand back up without pain. Yeah, you know, because that that's a really important thing. I love the functional movements because when you look at someone who is older... And they are not able to squat down and pick something up. Mm-hmm. That really brings to your mind that these are things you need to focus on. That it's not the weight loss; it's the ability. Mm-hmm. And the you know, like our like our neighbor, he he that's down the street. If you're outside and he drops something, he's going to ask you for help because he can't pick it up by himself. No, he cannot bend over and pick it up. And and that's where this better comes in to be able to do that. To be able to squat down and pick up a piece of mail that falls. That's so important as we age. And we're, we're all about the aging because we're getting, we're getting close to 50. Yeah. And what, well, and what we tell people is you have the rest of your life to get better. Yeah. Well, that can be 20 years or 50 years. That's up to you. But you have the rest of your life. So don't get, uh, again, going back to the Instagram models and people who just work out crazy, don't get in your head that you have to work out like that all the time. You do you do not. Focus on little things, getting better in small steps, and then eventually, you know, when you lose the weight and you have the flexibility and mobility back, then you can go, go for that run or whatever you want to do. Well, you know, I think that one thing is that people will hear, we talked about intensity. It doesn't have to be super intense. No, it just it doesn't. needs to be consistent. Right. That's the big thing is consistency. Because uh, sometimes people will see, they'll go look online, and the first thing they'll see for weight loss is like this 10-minute HIIT workout, and someone's jumping all over the place, and they're like, well, I can't do any of that, so I'm not going to do anything. Right. And, you know, one thing that I love about what you do is you work with someone where they're at. Like, if we're talking about 
someone wanting to do a burpee, we start with getting down on the ground and just getting in a plank and stepping back up. And it's so, you know, it's so liberating for them to know that I can do that. Mm -hmm. And then it starts morphing into this thing. Well, I can jump my feet back. And you watch someone go from, I can't, I can barely get down on the ground now a few weeks later they're jumping their feet back and jumping them back up and they're still coming up kind of slow but the progress is fast really yeah we, we work with uh they're all athletes because everybody's an athlete athletes from 18 to 82 yeah that's our that's so cool 82 is that's how old as we've got it right now that's bill he's awesome and so you have to focus everybody's different you know the, the 82 year old and the 18 year old are not going to do the same workouts no. So you have to, as a personal trainer, you have to know that and you have to adapt everything to what they can do and what they want to do so they enjoy it and they continue doing it. And that's really important. And, um, you know, I, I think watching someone be able to to do some of these things that they never thought possible for their body because they've never tried it mm-hmm. is just so inspiring for me. And because they do, they drop the focus of weight loss. And they just dial in on that, I want to do this better. And that's really our our focus for today is just concentrate on being better. Whether it's with your diet and you want to get better digestion or it's with your workout and you want to be able to do something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. And that's what Bill, our 82-year-old athlete, asked me the first time I talked to him. He asked me about coaching him and... I asked him what his goals were, and I expected to hear maybe weight loss or something, and he said, I want to be faster. And that's awesome. (laughs) I just love that. That's great. So 82, and he wants to be faster. Yeah. So um, something that I didn't mention earlier in our carnivore update that we tried, um, (laughs) we tried adding in a little bit of peanut butter and this keto syrup on our carnivore waffles. Mm-hmm. I just want to share that if you've been carnivore for a while, be careful of that because that was instant diarrhea. <laughs> so, so if you haven't heard of or tried our carnivore waffles, they're outstanding. If you've missed waffles and you want to add them back, we have a way to do that. Super easy. Get a waffle iron, turn it on. Don't don't tell them. They can go to the website. Okay. All right. <laughs> So, so, but if you haven't, Carnival Waffles, they're awesome. Uh, but yeah, don't add too much peanut butter or syrup on it. I can't do the peanut butter. I start getting itchy legs again, yeah. oxalate problems. And the Chalk Zero maple syrup just like totally tore me up. I can't ever do that again. Yeah. That was a good experiment and it ended poorly. Oh, well, that happens. Yeah. Well, you got to try. Never stop experimenting with your diet. Yep. Strict carnivore for me. <laughs> All right, so I think that wraps up most of what we had to say. Got anything else? No, I don't think so. I think that's about it. Okay. All right, well, I hope you guys have a good day. Go out there and eat your fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to dtkquestions at gmail.com. And visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.